0: Happy Monday, entrepreneurs. If you have not gone back and checked out the last episode where I interviewed Becca Carnahan, what are you waiting for? (laughs) So oftentimes we think we have to stay in one lane, even as entrepreneurs, stay in one lane, use one set of skills, capitalize on it, and that's what we're, we're set in motion to do forever. Well, this episode will give you the tools, and we'll also tell you why that is completely wrong. So please go back and check it out today. But for right now, I am jumping in with the incredible Lisa Miller. Let's go. <laughs> excited to welcome Lisa Miller back to the show today, guys. You know, when when she talked about in the last podcast with her, if you didn't get a chance to catch that, go back, find it, track it down, because she, you know, she answered our launch partner question about what helps her get through the challenging times. And I think it's it's just really impactful to hear, guys. So go back to that episode if you haven't. And, you know, let me tell you a little bit more information about just how fabulous lisa is so she is the founder of the award winning digital agency ladybugs interactive and the sales empowerment summit for women her most recent accomplishments including include being featured on the cover of boston business journal's 2020 annual book of lists and named in 10 women owned agencies you should know by agency spotter she's also been featured for her expertise in entrepreneur.com fortune.com business insider cio daily worth and you know so many more she also regularly contributes thought leadership content to agency publications such as clutch.co and upcity.com her side hustle which i just absolutely love because you know i'm part of that too um, (laughs) includes being the president and founder of the metro west women's network here in massachusetts which is a professional network shy of 4,000 members empowering women in Metro West, Metro West, Massachusetts. She's a self-proclaimed networking queen and relationship builder, which I can attest to 110%. And she's also a mom of four, historic homeowner, vintage lover, and herds a slew of pets. Welcome, Lisa. I'm really excited to have you back on today.
1: Wow, I sound cool. <laughs> 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 That's
0: how I always feel when someone's reading my bio. I'm like, oh, you know, it's it's half validating, half awkward, right? <laughs> I love it. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but let's, you know, just give our listeners kind of, you know, your version of, of your of entrepreneurial journey or just your journey in general. You know, how'd you get to where you are today?
1: Yeah, so I honestly feel like uh, I've come full circle in my life right now. Um, I started this journey, you know, working in agencies when I was 24 years old. I went to an agency in Portland, Maine and learned everything I could learn there. So I kind of like started with this little agency and um, here I am again, like going back to a small agency. So I've kind of come full circle. This time the agency's is mine. Um, so I learned so many skills there because it was a startup. So I've been able to I just had this conversation with somebody yesterday, saying like I didn't really exactly know where I was going to be focusing, you know, in the future because I'm a generalist. I'm good at like a lot of things, and I get bored by one thing. Um, so I guess that what's what makes me an entrepreneur is that I do really like to do everything, and and so um, you know I kind of became an expert in SEO in. Uh, social media and, you know, just relationship building and that sort of stuff. And I used all of those skills to grow my agency, which was ladybugs.com um, while I raised my family. So I, I basically had to come become an entrepreneur to raise a family because I have four kids and my husband traveled, but it was a really great experience for me because again, I learned so much. I kept learning and I was able to, when my kids got a little older, I got, I was able to grow my agency to a six figure agency all by myself. Well, with a few staff members, but like not with, you know, just by myself figuring it out. So that was pretty awesome. And we were doing some really great work for some you know, emerging B2C companies, you know, so we had, I had like dental, um, multiple dental offices. I had multiple, let were, you know, chains. I had multiple veterinarians. I had, so I tend to do really well in that sort of like merging growth space with clients, um, a lot of resorts. So I did a lot of B2C and that was really great. Um, and then as I grew as an agency, I started getting like a bigger need for larger websites and, and bigger, more custom web development, and I was really doing stuff like at that time like under fifteen thousand. So I didn't really want to build a team. That was like one thing from working on teams is that I knew I didn't want to build like a full scale web team. So I met my um, future business partner, who was Mark Avila at Three Media Web. Uh, we worked together on big projects for a year and decided to merge our agencies. And so one part of that journey was changing the focus of our business onto B2B companies and repositioning ourselves in the marketplace and building our brand enough that, you know, we could get to the point where we were selling a hundred thousand dollar websites, you know? Right. So, um, so that's a journey that doesn't happen overnight. So that was really an integral part of like what I did there and helped with their growth. And so, um, most recently, you know, I've um, left there and uh, on to go back to being an entrepreneur because I have so many other things that I want to do and that company is doing great. And so, you know, I'm just, I'm an entrepreneur. (laughs) So I I like to start things.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Which I mean, you know, I think there's something to be said about that piece right there because I think, you know, I always thought there was something wrong with me because I like to get in and like build it up and then kind of like hand it off, you know, that's just kind of what I like. And I'm like you, like, I like the newness and like, you know, trying different things. And until I realized, you know, cause there weren't any entrepreneurs near me growing up either very much till I realized like, oh, that just means I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> that's a thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, you've got, you've got a, new, a new chapter coming and freedom to create what you want now. So that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Um, so, you know, we, one thing that I really wanted to talk to you about, because I do believe that you are like literally the queen of networking um, and relationship building. So I couldn't think of a better person to kind of talk to that topic. And I know that, you know, a lot of the times people will talk about the tactical things for generating leads, like build your funnel, get your pipeline, all of that stuff. But I tend to value relationship building over that or any funnel, right? I know you do too. So I would love it if you could talk to our audience, you know, about
1: about why. Why are you an Mm -hmm. advocate for relationship building? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just going to say right off the top, I'm an advocate because it works.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So if you have the right mindset and the right goals, it works. And if you're doing it for the right why, you know, if you really are truly a relationship builder and you really enjoy it and your goal is really to give in the relationships more than take, that's going to pay you back. Um, and so, you know, there's a couple of reasons, you know, there's a couple ways to fill your sales funnel. And like, for me, it's always been relationship building. So that's basically referrals and word of mouth and partnerships. It's been SEO because SEO is a really also great way to build your sales funnel. And, um, so those are probably the two main ones. Um, there's definitely other ways, but I would say those are the two most important to me and to my businesses that I've been in. Yeah. So, um, And then there's like current people that you already know, current clients. But so for me, you know, when I was building ladybugs, I definitely was getting the leads from SEO first. Um, And then as time went on and I was building these relationships with people, those relationships kept turning into more work from different people. And I I eventually became like a go-to person for a lot of things. So at that time I wasn't really looking at it like it was relationships. I was just like helping people. Cause that's what I am. I'm a, I'm a helper to fault, <laughs> um, which is a journey I need to go through right now. Um, but <laughs> um, so I kind of came up with this thing and it's, it really, I came to realization on a podcast actually with Bob Cargill, a good friend of mine, who's a social him. media yeah. influencer about the power of being nice in business and where that can take you. And so I found the more I helped other people in business and in personal, but I'm more known for helping in in business because that's where I can help the most personal. I have no time. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) So where I could help and fill those gaps for people. Um, And there was like a lot of different ways that I did it. It was, you know, lots of different ways, which we can talk about, but, I believed it worked, but when other people started believing that it worked, that was even bigger. That was even bigger for me, like to the point where my business partner would, you know, we had this thing where I was like, the universe is going to pay us, like the universe is giving us, like the universe, like, yeah. but he did, after about a year we were working together, he was, he was just saying like, um, you know, this relationship building really It takes time, but it really works. Like I'm seeing the results of what we've been doing as a company and and trying to use that. So, you know, it's one thing I believed it. But when other people started believing it, if other people kept hounding me and saying, like, it's not working, it's not working, then that would have been a really tough journey to, because right. you start, stop believing in yourself, you know, when you start to listen to the voices. But um, I truly believe that it works. And just an example is today, like you and I, yeah. we've been down a little bit of a journey together. You know, I met you when we first started the Women's Network, and then you start your business, and hopefully the women's network helped you build your business. And so, you know, and here I am today with you because you believe that I help people and and that's, right. that's the kind of relationship that you want to have with people, you know? Yeah, and I, so, and I think
0: you you know, you make a really good point about like, I like that conversation between you and your, your, um, your partner there about like, mm-hmm. you know, it may take a little longer, but the, the impact is much stronger. So if you just kind of get a well-qualified lead that comes through, Nothing against funnels, but that's the, mm-hmm. the only example that keeps coming to mm-hmm. mind. Or, you know, SEO to your point or something like that. You know, yeah, could it be qualified and bam, convert instantly? Yeah, but I think if you can take the time, if you have the time to cultivate a relationship and really kind of invest time in that relationship, you know, that's, that's time and potentially money really well spent for the long term the longevity of your business. Don't you agree?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And there's definitely a fine line like relationship building and networking are definitely two different things. And although I'm the queen of networking, I'm the queen of networking because I just enjoy it and I enjoy meeting people. And that's like part of my gift is that I just love people. I get my energy from people. People inspire me. So I network for that reason. I don't really network to get business out of it. Um, I network to meet people and gain inspiration and to find people that I might want to build relationships with, you know, going down the road. So. Um, So I don't really consider that relationship building. I mean, for me, it's one step to relationship building, but I know that's kind of weird, but I get energy from people. And if I don't talk to people, like I'm not in a good place. So, um, so that's, I feel like that's the difference between relationship building and networking. Yeah. And I mean, no, I love networking.
0: Even, I agree. I agree. 110%. in the fact of like that kind of that, I mean, I call it old school networking, but it's, it mm-hmm. still takes place today. Of like, here's my business card. Give me your business card, mm-hmm. you know, follow up email. Can mm-hmm. we have coffee? Like kind of those very standard and traditional ways of doing business, which again, there's nothing wrong with that, but mm-hmm. I'm with you. I like, I, you know, want to meet cool people. I want to mm-hmm. see what, what else is out there so mm-hmm. that I can you know turn them into relationships potentially mm-hmm. which is which is wonderful so can you give mm-hmm. us kind of maybe your i don't know top 3 kind of tips for relationship building
1: yeah so i mean there's a couple of ways you know to to do it or to use it and so for me one of the major ways that you know i build relationships is um just by building my own brand like so by building my own brand I am attracting, you know, people like to my content. I'm um, embracing people in my communications, and so I really use the power of like whatever I'm doing online to build my brand, to build relationships because you have to have a a little bit of authority to build relationships with the people that you want to build them with. So I think that you have to build your brand a little bit if you want to build relationships, especially at the level like that I was getting to um, where I was really trying to meet high-end B2B um, contacts and different stuff like that. But I was never really... Focused 100% on that because I believe more in creating almost like a referral network. So building those relationships, like even though you might be an entrepreneur coach, you could still know somebody who owns a manufacturing company that you're going to send the lead my way. So, um, so I didn't really have a target. Um, and again, that's like kind of the difference between sales and relationship building. So I provided a lot. You know, I provide a lot of content. And that really helps me build relationships, believe it or not, because people reach out, they ask me questions, they ask me to be on their podcast, they, um, they share it. Um, So the more you do that, the more you can connect with like minded individuals. And that opens up like opportunities for you, like being on podcasts, like getting interviewed on, on different things. And to me, and the reason I'm talking about this online is because right now we can't really do it in person. So I'm going to focus on the online stuff. And I joined this like LinkedIn group of a a very varied group of people. It's a closed group. It's just a few, you know, a number of people and getting to know those people online, like was really rewarding for me. And it wasn't until the pandemic that I really started thinking about how do I build relationships online? And that, again, all that relationship building was done through sharing content, commenting on each other's comments or content, you know, giving each other feedback on our posts. Like it was really a really group coaching kind of cool thing that happened. So that's, that's one really great way to do it online without just reaching out to people like, hi, I want to meet you. It's just interacting with their content, you know, telling them if you do want to meet with them on LinkedIn, like, tell them why, tell them what value you can bring to each other. Tell them if you just want to follow them just to find out about them, you can do that, right. but do not sell. Like do not oh sell. I, the minute someone oh sells, goodness, delete. delete. Yeah,
0: so yeah, I recently had a lot of people um, friending me and stuff. And the minute, if I say add as a friend or, you know, connect or whatever that is, and the first thing you do is slide in my DMs and like, and sell me, bye-bye. Like, no, you can't, you can't do that. Ew, gross. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I mean, and it's a strategy that a lot of people use as a business. And I mean, it can work, I guess, but that's just not the way that I want to do business ever.
0: Me neither. No, I mean, and I think at that point, if you are using that strategy, it's almost like a numbers game. If I ask enough people and to me and you, I know you too, like there's a, there's a level of integrity behind the work that we're doing. So we want people to want us for us, not just us mm-hmm. for a number, right? Mm-hmm. It sounds like dating almost.
1: <laughs> but, yeah. And the um, thing right. is, is like, yeah, these relationships that you build, you know, they're built on trust. So they trust you as an expert. They trust you as a person. They trust that you're not going to like try to sell and, and do those things. So that whole trust factor online is even bigger than it is in person.
0: Yeah. And I think in the they entrepreneurial don't know you. Space especially because we're by ourselves, you know, sometimes as an entrepreneur, you feel on an Island. So having that group, you know, not even talking about the no like trust factor of clients or customers, but just that, that, you know, no like trust factor of your, the group that you're running with is, is super important um, to entrepreneurs. Um, so what's another tip? Give us another one. I like what you're what
1: you're saying. <laughs> so, um, and the, and yeah, that's just like the relationships online. And even the relationships online, you know, you can do this second step. But you know, I call it the power of being nice. So
0: figure. <laughs> you and I think very much alike, yeah.
1: <laughs> and so basically I try to help other people before I ask, I actually don't ask anybody for help. I don't really know if I've asked very many people for help actually in business very often, but um, I help everybody who asks me that I can help. So, you know, and there's lots of ways you can help. And I'm not talking about doing free stuff for people. I'm not talking about, you know, giving time that belongs to you. Um, But some ways I help people is in when I'm doing a lot of this branding stuff, like, some things I will do is like I'll write an article and I tend to write a lot about my experiences. And so a lot of my experiences include the people in my network. So I'll write about them. I'll mention them. I'll put in pictures of them. Like if you go to, I wrote an article on UpCity about um, helping your customers. And, and so like in that article, I mentioned a couple other agencies and I, put their pictures in there and I backlink to them, like, and tell them. And then, so that kind of stuff goes a long way when you're building relationships. Mm-hmm. Also like on social media, like sharing people's things, um, commenting on it and just like supporting them right. in in that, you know, group. And the Metro West Women's Network allows me to do that at scale. Mm-hmm. Like I can promote anybody in there. I can do events. I can promote people's content. They can promote their own content. So people in the network, you know, they like me and trust me because they've used my network to build their businesses. And right. that's the beauty of it. It's like, okay, like, you know, this network's helped us. Like, if that went away tomorrow, a lot of people would be not have a network anymore to right. post their things to. And, and you know, similar thing with Boston Business Women. I'm a member there, and Christina's done a similar thing. Um, But the big thing with me, with the Metro West Women's Network was I want it to be local. So anybody who's in that group should be local. If they're not, they shouldn't be in there. (laughs) Um, Even if they live in Boston and they service, the whole goal is to keep that local. um, Because I do build my relationships a lot of the time local. Because I think that that's, you know, that's a physical thing that people are missing sometimes. They're only doing online. Like, I still want to see your face. Like, I still want to have lunch with you. Um, I and again, like I love podcasting in person. That's super fun. I did a podcast with Jean Hopkins when she was at Lola.com and she had me in and I was on her podcast. And it was just a really great experience. So being the people person that I am, um, you know, I like to involve everybody in like what I do. So I really think that you can do that. And again, you can do that through podcasting because, and then you're promoting their podcast. You can do that by offering content to people, by posting blog posts on their site, by offering them expertise. I mean, there's just a million ways you can do it, whatever your kind of jam is, whatever you're good at in bringing other people with you.
0: Yeah. And I I think think you try to do it alone,
1: then, you know, it doesn't work,
0: you know, and, you know, I just love, I just love that. Just be nice factor because it's not You've heard me speak on this too, because it's something that like makes me kind of it makes me really angry when people like overcomplicate it. And it's like, it's not this crazy in-depth thing. It's, you know, just be a good doobie, like just be a nice person. Um, and it takes two seconds. It takes two seconds to kind of give somebody a high five or a shout out or whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it becomes, you know, somewhat like you've done, like becomes almost like a habit, right? Like it's it's built into your DNA. Mm-hmm. Um and you just, which it should be, because we all go up together. If you have kind of an abundance mentality, there's enough work for, for everybody. Um, mm-hmm. So talk to us a little bit about, because I know a lot of, like you said, a lot of focus is put on the online world, right? Mm-hmm. But you and I are both somewhat active in, in our local communities too, mm-hmm. because of that brick and mortar tie. And that's mm-hmm. so important, especially now. Um, so can you talk a little bit about, you know, why people should why people should stop shop small, why people should invest back, you know, and build those relationships locally as well as online.
1: hmm Yeah. I mean, obviously I'm not the big proponent of like Amazon and all these crazy big online companies because... I feel that we have lost that community thing and allowing people to have small businesses. I mean, if you can't have a small business anymore, like not everybody wants to sit at Amazon all day and take orders or be a programmer or you know, a lot of those jobs are very introvertal. I don't even know if that's a word, but yeah, coders and
0: stuff, yes. Yeah,
1: you're not with people and like I just feel like we still need community, we still need businesses, we still need support local. Um, And that brings a lot into our communities and that's where we all live. Like we're not supporting our own communities, then where are we going to live? What are we going to do? What are our kids going to do? Like, do we all just become these robots that work for these technocrats that own the companies that basically rule the world? Like, no, like, let's not do that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so like a lot of even like the businesses that I help are local or local to Boston, or if they're not local to Boston, they're still local businesses like wherever they are. Um, And did, like, don't you hate when you're just everybody you talk to is just a support person or, you know, an email? Or, like, don't you just want to call Lisa and be like, hey, Lisa, can you help me with my website? Like, yeah. something's broken. Like,. <sighs>
0: And it's, it's you know, a rarity. That's a rarity nowadays. Right? <laughs> and I think it's, it's connection over sometimes connection over convenience, right? Because yes, is it a little bit more inconvenient to go downtown, park in front mm-hmm. of a store, walk in the store, talk to people, you know, mm-hmm. some people will view that as, you know, not as convenient as clicking a button on Amazon, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's something to be said about that level of connection and, and appreciation for the community that you live in
1: hmm Right. And it's right. a little bit of like process versus personalization. Yeah. So like the thing is, is in relationship building, like if you're a process, nobody's going to refer you. Nobody's going to build a relationship with you. Like you need to make it personal. And so, you know, however, and, and I also don't really believe in personalization and customization of that at scale. Like I know a lot of companies are trying to do that. But, you know, at some point people are like, oh my God, like big brother, like knows everything about me They They know so much personal crap about me. It's not that they care. They're using software and whatever. So it has to be like real personalization. You know, I just think that like, for example, one thing that I done, you know, to build my network with, um, my agencies is build partnerships with other agencies and competitors, believe it or not, but I don't really consider competitors, competitors. I consider them um, more, more like customers. So because really I have a grander goal, like my grander goal is to always have the customer have the best experience. So whether that experience is with me or not with me, it doesn't really matter because again, I have the abundance mindset. Like even today I was on a sales call And, you know, they're talking to us about doing their website and I'm like, you know, even if you don't hire me, like if you need help from me, if you're trying to pick between two people you really like better than me and you want my opinion, like just let me know because I only want you to have the best agency for you. So that's kind of turned into me having relationships with agencies and when we get leads or, you know, inquiries or referrals, like, I don't always take those, I'm going to give those to other agencies. And I've even done, you know, at, at my old agency, we even like, took a bunch of small clients and sold those to another agency, rather than just sell them somewhere else, we helped somebody local. Yeah. And so because it was a better fit for them. So I think for me, giving business to people is a huge way to build relationships because and another example of this is I got a big agency in Boston, a a really decent client. And um, that relationship allowed me to get introductions to CEOs of other agencies that would never talk to me, Mm -hmm. never if I tried to. So I get like these personal introductions and, you know, and so that, When you're building like a referral agency, if you want to take that as part of your um, relationship building, giving people business goes a very long way. So giving people business.
0: People tend to hold, hoard it, right? Like, oh, I don't want to tell, I don't want to show you my, my hand, or I don't want to give this business here because they should hire me. Well, you Mm -hmm. know, like I say that with coaching too, and the majority of kind of like my, my free consults, like either I'm going to work for you or I'm going to tell you straight out. I don't. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. but I'm also never going to leave you hanging. I'm going to recommend something on the other end cuz we're not mm-hmm. all meant to be working with one another. Like that's Right. That'd be pretty boring, right? Right. Yeah. And as
1: long as they're successful, they're going to remember that. Like I've referred people to other agencies and they come back and they're like they're great. They really helped us. Thank you so much. They'll refer me for the right stuff cuz they know I don't do that stuff. So, you know, I think when people get to know you, they know what you're good at. They know how to recommend you. And, and honestly, if you take it to the level of sales, like I would say relationships are the best way to do business in terms of like, they're mostly going to close. You might not get as many, but if you know, SEO is the kind of second, like they, they're pretty good, but they don't have the close rate that referrals do. Right. So. I see a lot of people online say why network, why do all this? It's because the leads you get from relationship building and network, they're basically done deals ninety percent of the time, yeah. and it also like, it also slows it also makes the sales process really minimal because you're not having 50 meetings. You're not, these people are just like, I want to hire you. Like I just had to like,
0: people think it's the opposite. Like, I don't want to take the time to build a relationship. Like, let me just get it through the pipeline and the steps. Mm -hmm. And you're like, no, you're not, you're missing it. You're missing the fact that like Mm -hmm. that will actually close the deal a hell of a lot faster than you sending them a freaking 50 day email.
1: Right. So even like, like sales that come in on SEO, like, you're still nurturing the, like they might come in for a meeting, but you're still, you're going to have to pitch. You're yeah. going to have to, you know, build rapport. Okay. You're going to have to like do all that stuff. And the sales cycle on those, depending on the size of the the business could be a year. I've seen yeah. things, I've had people come back to me in a year. Yeah. And so I mean, people yeah. who know you aren't going to pull that shit on you. They're not, they know that, you know, so-and-so, they trust you and they're not going to mess around with you. They're going to be like, I want to close this. Like just before Christmas, I brought into relationship um, referrals and, you know, they closed, they were done deal. The sales cycle was easy. So, you know, it's less work for your salespeople. That's right. for sure. You know, they, right. they love getting referrals
0: yeah, and it's <laughs> and it's people you actually want to do business with.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it's you. already, oh, it's already like kind of like pre um, and then, you know, stuff like Google ads and more of the social stuff. Like a random people, that stuff is definitely really has a lot less close rate. I'm not saying you shouldn't do it um, because I think you should have multiple ways to great, bring in great. leads, but just from a close perspective, like referrals, people, you know, current customers. And again, that's why treating your current customers as an unbelievable business strategy. And we're not even talking about that today, no, but that's something but else I've talked take about. Note, guys, take note. Do that too. <laughs> Customer success all the way and building relationships with your customers, even after they're your customers. Exactly. And, you know, and SE I'm just a huge believer in SEO, especially. Yeah. But you know, if for somebody like you, SEO might not be the right strategy because you're you're really built on reputation. Yeah. And so if somebody googles like you know, business coach, like you're, that's really generic, generic term. So yeah, for some businesses, it doesn't make sense. But for me, when I sell SEO, I mean, to be on the first page of Google for Boston web design is pretty important. Pretty great. Yeah,
0: exactly. exactly. <laughs> well, well, thank you. Is there any kind of, you know, last tidbits as we wrap up that you want to make sure, you know, our app, you know, drive home with our audience?
1: <laughs> drive it home. All right. So, um, <laughs> Just, I think one of the main things as an entrepreneur, this is outside of relationship building and everything, but this is one thing I've learned by build, helping build, especially my second agency, um, is that you need to take time to work on your business. Yes. So if you're an entrepreneur, you get, tend to get stuck in the business and all that. If you want, if you're trying to grow your company and you're not spending time on your business, if you're like the cobbler's kid and you don't have shoes, like that's messed up. Yeah, if, you're exactly. dead, if your husband's a contractor and your kitchen sucks, that's messed yeah. up. I'm sorry. <laughs> agreed,
0: agreed. Yeah. I mean, get your, get your house in order. And I think that is, I am a, a very big proponent for this, especially like you said, scalability, longevity of a business, all that stuff, especially it drives me insane when people don't know what their money is. And I'm like, but you're trying to make the money. How do you not know what your money is? Like, I'm so mm-hmm. confused, um, but thank you. So tell folks if they want to find you, you know, where they can do that, please.
1: Yeah. So I'm Lisa Preneur, and I'm Lisa with a Y um, on Twitter, Lisa Preneur. on Instagram, Lisa Preneur. on LinkedIn and on Facebook. So you can find me at all of those. And then my website is www.ladybugs with a Z, ladybugs with a Z.com. And those are the best places to find me. And I'm the most active on LinkedIn. So really if you want to see my content and see this kind of, um, leadership stuff. This is, that's where I'm providing all that. So definitely connect with me on LinkedIn. I'd love to see you there.
0: Awesome. Thank you. And if you are local to the Metro West region of Massachusetts, go on Facebook, look up Metro West network for women, because it's an, it's an incredible free Facebook group that you will definitely get a lot of value in. Um, And thank you for Lisa uh, for, you know, kicking that off too, because I know it's helped a lot of people. So again, Lisa, thank you so much for sharing your time with us. This was such such insightful conversation
1: thank you so much for having me it's just i'm really excited about your podcast and feel so honored that you brought me on as a uh as a launch partner that's really amazing so thanks michelle good luck yeah you're welcome hug
0: after having that conversation with lisa i want to issue a challenge to all of you listening yep you listener i want to challenge you to pick out five names five names from your contact list or your sphere and really focus in on how you can build a relationship with those five people. And I mean, you could do use any of the things that Lisa has mentioned in this episode, which are all really helpful things, but, you know, sending a text, sending a handwritten note, you know, there's so many ways to connect with people, but do it from a place of genuinely wanting to know them better, you know, and serve them more, you know, so pick out five people five people. And if you want to jump in the surviving entrepreneurship group and let me know how that's going for you this month, I would love to know because off of those five people, imagine the ripples that could happen for your business just off of five. Now double that to 10 and make that your mission and your way of operating. And you know, sky's the limit, everyone. And on next week's episode, I am so happy to welcome J.M. Ryerson to the show. J.M. is an entrepreneur, a very seasoned one at that, a mental performance coach, and he is also the co-founder and CEO of Let's Go Win. And guys, we are talking all Things leadership, servant leadership, maybe what not to do as a leader. And it is an episode you will not want to miss. And as always, if you love this podcast, and I hope that you do, please remember to download, subscribe, rate, and review. And, you know, tell a friend because who couldn't use a little more resilience in their life? Right, guys? See you later.